1: What's up, players? This is the talk of champions, Franchise Player. Always. Boss player. Forever. This is another edition of Franchise Player Crossover Podcast, site crossover podcast of the Old Miss Spirit on 3. And inside the Rebels 247, I'm Ben Garrett, at SpiritBen on Twitter. He's David Johnson, at Rebels247. Hey, bud.
2: How you doing, Ben? Lane Kiffin says it's Fast Friday today. Ole Miss with a short practice. Got out there. Coaches played baseball for a period or two. And then they were off the field in less than an hour. How about that? Now, granted, they were in meetings until ten twenty. <laughs> oh. You know, so – they were on the field for an hour, but they were at practice for the whole time.
1: You told me something earlier before we started recording, kind of prompted this podcast. He said, Ben, he calls me Ben. The vibe at practice is Lane is truly torn on the quarterbacks.
2: Yeah. I mean, look, there are advantages of Jackson Dart, and there are advantages to Luke Altmeyer. There are disadvantages to both of them as well. Now, the question is is this Ole Miss football team good enough to win with an efficient manager playing quarterback? Or do you have to roll the dice and put a guy noted for a big arm out there and the big play, but maybe more prone to messing up? I, I just don't know. I think this is a very, very good Ole Miss team. You know, so could you take a page out of the Alabama playbook and have a kind of quote-unquote safe quarterback out there and still win the game, or you have to have a guy who's going to gamble, will throw interceptions from time to time. Jackson Dart has cleaned his game up from the spring. He's a much better quarterback, but Luke Altmaier has improved as well. And I think that's the thing Lane's holding in the balance right now. Am I good enough that I can roll out Jay Barker, if you will, and we win a lot of games, or do I have to roll the dice and bring Jackson Dart out because maybe he's got a little more zip on the ball and can get it downfield a little further? I think that's what Lane is torn about right now.
1: Can Luke Altmar give Ole Miss 3,000 yards passing on average, 25 touchdowns, and nine interceptions? It's got to be a yes or no for this to work.
2: Yes. Yes, right. he can.
1: Jackson Dart, can he give Ole Miss 3,000 yards, 25 touchdowns, nine
2: interceptions? No. 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 I think his interception total is going to be higher than nine.
1: Anyway, nine is still kind of high, but it's right there in the middle of his best end if we say it's nine. he Yeah,
2: they can both do about the same thing. About About the same. Okay.
1: All right. Lane Kiffin has been a head coach in college for 10 seasons. His quarterbacks over that span have averaged 3,000 yards, 25 touchdowns, and nine interceptions. If both of those quarterbacks can do that, and they get that, if I told you if the Ole Miss quarterback gave you 3,000 yards, 25 touchdowns, nine interceptions, you'd say Ole Miss is going nine and three. I'm saying 10 and two. If this team is as deep as we think it is, and they get that, which is the Lane Kiffin average, they're going to be really good.
2: I feel great about both quarterbacks. I mean, you know, Lane said it, you know, a little over an hour ago. We're in a really good spot with our quarterbacks. Now you think about it, and you've been talking about Lane Kiffin's record with quarterbacks, and Lane Kiffin just stood before the media and said, I feel really good about both quarterbacks.
1: Lane Kiffin is very deliberate in the things he says publicly about his quarterbacks. But I'll get to that in a second because I want to talk about one thing in regards to Lane Kiffin now that you brought him up and put him in my mind. Alan Green, former Ole Miss administrative staffer, Alan Green, now the athletics director at Auburn, has resigned. I'll get right back to the quarterbacks, I promise. But what did you think about Alan Green resigning right now at this time with college football a week away?
2: Yeah, that's uh, not surprising to be quite honest with you, that, um, you know, there, there's been a lot of turmoil, turbulence, if you will, in the Auburn Athletic Department for the last couple of years. They're not happy with their football coach. And, uh, you know, that's probably the most important position on campus. And, um, you know, Alan Green hired him. And, um, you know, I think uh, it probably makes Brian Harson's seat feel a little warmer. But not surprised. I don't think that was surprising at all.
1: If Brian Harson is number one on the hot seat of SEC head coaches, who's behind him?
2: Oh, great question. Wow. Um, Clark Lee, you got to put on the list just because Vandy's coach is always on the hot list, okay? Um, But, you know, Clark Lee's got at least two more years after this year to resurrect and turn Vanderbilt into a national title contender. What about Mike Leach? Just ask asking, what about Uh-oh. Mike Leach? What about Jimbo Fisher?
1: A couple of off seasons ago, Auburn wanted Lane Kiffin. No, I'm sorry. Lane Kiffin wanted Auburn. Auburn didn't want Lane Kiffin. Do we have to start thinking about it already?
2: Well, I mean, there's no sense in uh, raining on the parade. Um, you got a season ahead of you and one that could be pretty special. So, yeah, we're probably too early for that. But, you know, I look at the Auburn job. also look at the Florida State job. And you go, oh, Florida State's in the ACC. Don't worry about them. I'm telling you, the Florida State job could be a monster job again. If uh, the right person was down there, Lane would be that right person. Uh, It's an easier pathway to the playoffs. And it's it's in Florida, right? So yeah, I I think you look at those if they open up, but they're not even open right now. So we're probably just uh, you know exercising futility right now.
1: Ole Miss fan, do not get mad at me. I bring it up for this reason because I've completely flipped my thinking on Lane Kiffin and his future at Ole Miss. I used to think when he first got hired, everybody, not just me not just David, not just Neil, not just Chase, everybody felt the same way. He was short for Ole Miss. If not in just a year, would be gone. At worst, three. Well, here he is in year three, re-upped on a brand new deal, has got a shit ton of money coming to him, a top 15 salary, if not higher. I haven't looked at the exact numbers, but we know it's in the top 15. And after that coaching cycle, both in college and the NFL, the U was open. When the Miami Dolphins were open.
2: Remember the whole Minnesota thing where everybody fretted for two or three weeks that the Vikings were going to come and get it.
1: Yes. After all of this, Auburn don't care. Florida State potentially do not care. He is not leaving Ole Miss for another college job, and this is going so to so come back to bite me right square in the behind. He is not leaving Ole Miss for another college any time in the next three years. If he leaves, it'll be for that NFL opportunity. Maybe he's the head coach of Carolina, coaching Matt Crowell, and that great rehabilitation story coming off of a season-ending injury for Matt Crowell, the quarterback and coach from college, paired back together again maybe and I can already see it from Bruce Feldman I love Bruce great guy but he does the list you know the national list of the 10 guys to watch if Brian Harson is fired from Auburn and Lane Kiffin will be on there I can see the same thing from Dennis Dodd all these different dudes from the national media giving out their lists and Lane Kiffin will be on every single one of them and he will never be in consideration one way or the other, including on his end for Auburn, because Ole Miss has been branded under the image, made under the likeness of Lane Kiffin. He knows that now. He's getting paid like that now. He's not leaving for another college job. If he leaves, it will be for that NFL opportunity, and I don't know if he's going to get one anytime soon. He's got still stuff to prove, great as he's been at Ole Miss. We'll see. Uh, that's all you have to say in response. No, just- I, I,
2: I mean, it is. Look, man, everybody from the players to the coaches to the administrators, everybody's in this for, for how much money they can make. And I mean, that's going to be the, the decisive factor if it's a place he feels like he can win and a place that's closer to the ocean. I mean, I, I mean, so yeah, all I can say is we'll see. You know, I think he's about to win 10 again in Ole Miss for the second consecutive year. That's going to gain a lot of attention. Um, you know, and I, honestly, I kind of like the way Lane, th- Lane runs things around here. Me too. I kind of like, like the way he thinks. He's pretty fair and even with everyone. And um, I, I want to keep Lane, but, you know, I mean, I don't know what what would Auburn offer him. You know, I mean, Ole Miss is paying him seven point five. Could Auburn pay him eight point five? Could Ole Miss match that? Because yes. I don't think if it I don't think it matters to him if he's stuck in the woods of North Mississippi or stuck in the woods of South Central Alabama. Um, but those so- boosters
1: at Auburn would not be too keen or happy about him hopping a private plane in the off season and spending two months in Florida. Ole Miss does not care because the the value Lane Kiffin brings both on the field and off and from a branding perspective makes those trips well worth it for Ole Miss. But those Auburn guys, those Auburn boosters who've held down that program, who should be equal, equal at least to Clemson right now, what those boosters have done is made Auburn one of the worst places to go if you want to not just – push forward in your coaching career, but maybe go even a step further. It doesn't propel you anymore. If anything, it pulls you back. Ole Miss is not like that. Lane Kiffin has been – I mean, Ole Miss has been made in the likeness and image of Lane Kiffin. No other school, especially Auburn, that's number one on this list, would give him that, not one. Yeah, and especially Texas. Did you just yawn <laughs> I mean- during, my, during my little soapbox?
2: I did. Yes, I did. And especially Texas. I mean, look, I am hurt. You know, that's a school that when they get tired of fooling around with Stark out there, uh, that's going to be desperate once again. And they're going to be in the sec. They need a guy that can win in the sec. Um, Lane's going to be on the Texas list as well. And maybe even, you know, God forbid, when Texas A&M gets up on the Jimbo experiment, could be on the A&M list. Now, it's hard to fathom Lane walking around down there with a big old belt buckle and boots on. He'd do it. Nothing's nothing's impossible.
1: What if Texas gets or goes after Nick Saban? Is that a thing again? Could that happen?
2: Yes, Saban's not going anywhere. Okay. He's going to finish out at Alabama. There's, there, there's just, That's not going to happen. Saban will... Uh, retire, name his successor, and trot off into the sunset. I mean, that's what he's going to do. I don't know, though. He signed a, what, a a deal through 2029 last week? Yeah. I mean, how Nick going to be, 85, coaching the Crimson Tide? I mean, that's, that's getting on up there a little bit.
1: Good for him, though. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the guy looks great. That used to happen a lot in college football. You'd have those old coaches shuffling around in their their sweater vests, and maybe Nick will be the last of a dying breed.
2: Smoking Marlboro Reds, drinking beer, all that. You know, Lynn Dawson recently passed away. Love those photos of Lynn in the locker room at halftime of the Super Bowl smoking a Marlboro Red.
1: And Lynn did that thing with the huddle, that that old school deal with the huddle. It was like the uh, first row and the second row and the quarterback in the very front. So there's three rows, quarterback, skills, and linemen. Oh, that's so old school. I love seeing that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, you know, and, and I mean, smoking is is gone from the game, obviously. But, I mean, I can remember – Well, one kind Jim, of smoking. Jim one Jim kind Wieland. Of, One kind of smoking is done. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. The other kind is still very prominent. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of funny. One was frowned upon and one was favored. And now they've totally flipped. <laughs> one is favored and the other one's frowned upon. But I remember Jim Leland, the manager – it was, you know, great manager managing Tigers, the yeah. Pittsburgh Pirates and the Tigers. Leland's up in the uh, dugout, blowing darts. I mean, go for it.
1: If you haven't already subscribed, review Talk of Champions in iTunes, and when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say, as long as it's five stars. This podcast can be found wherever you get your podcast. Just simply search Talk of Champions, and Talk of Champions is brought to you in part by Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial Group. When's the last time you thought about retirement? What about saving for your kid's college? In these crazy economic times, working with a professional is of the utmost importance. And that's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. Thomas is a financial planner with Capital Financial Group, and he wants to help you make the right decisions for your financial future. So give him a call today at 662-296-0186. That's 662 662-296- 296 0186 and tell them that Ben sent you for a no cost consultation and get started toward financial independence today with Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial Group your OMAS baseball rebels are national champions yes that really happened your eyes did not deceive you and what better way to celebrate since we all spent way too much money getting to and back home from Omaha than with a new car Installation requires only a screwdriver, so ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Ufi Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Ufi Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Ufi Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit UFEOfficial.com slash Video Lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's UFI Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already, Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen lighted up at Vaught Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. You should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tecovis store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to Tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. I said I'd get back to the quarterbacks. And it was you who brought this to my attention a couple of weeks ago. How Lane Kiffin was only calling out by name during press conferences, Kincaid Dent, not Jackson Dart, not Luke Altmeyer. Everything he does publicly, not just with his quarterbacks, everything he does, branding, Twitter, you name it, Lane Kiffin, he has a purpose behind it. So whatever he says publicly about these quarterbacks, including saying, as you said earlier, that Ole Miss is in a good place with his quarterbacks, I think that does speak volumes. It does. Well,
2: well, well look, Lane, Lane now has Kincaid Dent on the C Spire Connerly Trophy preseason watch list. That's brilliant. Pause, but, uh, pause
1: for one second, David. Can we just all together here give Lane uh, Kiffin a round of applause? That is incredible. That is perfect example. Perfectly encapsulates why Lane Kiffin, there's not a price tag almost can put on him. Kincaid Dent is on the yeah. Connerly preseason watch list.
2: He, he is. I got the release yesterday, and I, I, I like read it, and I was like, what? What?" And I had to read it again. And then I read it a third time, and it, it, it shocked me, truly. But um, maybe they know something down in Jackson that I don't know. We got to call Rick uh, Cleveland. We need to get Rick Cleveland on the show. <laughs> Rick, franchise
1: player exclusive, what is going on with the Connerly watch list?
2: Well, I'm telling you right now, Kincaid Dent is officially, officially on the watch list for the Connerly Trophy.
1: Breaking news. <laughs> Kincaid Dent being reported in breaking – this is actual breaking news is on the Connerly Trophy watch list for the preseason because yeah. of one Lane Kiffin, according yeah, to no, David.
2: No Nick Broker. No uh, – no. I think Zach Evans was on it. Zach Evans, Luke Altmaier, Jackson Dart – and Kincaid did I think we're the four from Ole Miss. And, uh, and so, all so, of yeah. the
1: Sigma Chi's at Ole Miss at forever and always rejoice. Kincaid did.
2: Yeah.
1: Pride yeah. of J.A. or J. Prep. I don't know one of them. He is standing tall today, my
2: friends. He can forever tell everyone he was on the watch list for the Connerly Trophy. Um, but... Um, you know, see if he stays on that watch list as the season progresses.
1: I'm going to say but, no. I'm going to say no.
2: But yeah, you're right. today we celebrate. <laughs> it's Fast Friday, man. You might as well.
1: Fast Friday. All right. So wrap it up with the quarterbacks, man. We're a week away. Who's taking snap one, and how does he do?
2: I, I'm still going to roll the dice and say Jackson Dart is taking snap one. Luke Altmeyer is going to play against Troy. Uh, you're going to get a good dose of both of them, I believe, um, but in the end, it's going to be Kincaid Dent that saves the day. <laughs> Throws a 20-yard fade for a touchdown pass at the end of the game to put a cap on a great victory for the Rebels, and he will remain on the Connolly Trophy watch list.
1: I did not see that coming at yeah. all. I was totally taken by surprise. Oh,
2: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's the way I see it. All right.
1: Heard it here first, folks. On franchise player. Happy, happy
2: Kincaid Day. And look, Dent has had – every time my eyes have been on him, the kid does nothing but throw completions. Um, I mean, like, ultra effective. Like 10 of 11 or 15 for 17. Um,
1: Kincaid Dent could transfer and start. That's why it's been – Not at like Alabama.
2: He could be Mandy's starting quarterback.
1: Oh, for sure. He could be in the competition there, a lot of places like that. And yeah, and and that's why it was a story that you wrote about, that we wrote about the Ole Miss Spirit on three, that he wasn't at practice in the media availability periods that we could actually view practice. We couldn't, he wasn't there. So you wonder where is Kincaid Dent? Because this is actually a player that in, in, in any other year would have a legitimate shot at competing for him to not be here. You thought, oh, he could have transferred for sure because he well, would have every reason to.
2: There are 50 players on the Ole Miss roster that do not start here that could go to other schools and start. When has it ever been I mean,
1: like so, that? You're older than me. I don't know.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, I don't remember it ever being – the 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 bench being this deep. It is deep. And, you know, we tell people that and, you know, they're like, oh, you got to say the same thing every year. I'm telling you, folks, this bench is deep. It is deep. There are, there are Division I FBS offensive lines that would not be as talented as Ole Miss's second group right now. I mean, that's how deep it is. You're talking about you got ten receivers that can play. When's the last time you had ten receivers that you feel confident in? You've got four running backs you got two offensive lines. you got two quarterbacks, maybe even three if you count Mr. Dent. Uh, you, you've got a couple of tight ends. You've got a deep, deep defensive line. A veteran and experienced secondary with young talent behind it. I mean, this this is a deep team. And you have Charlie Pollock at punter. <laughs> Although Frazier Mazin was back on the field today. I saw him kick this morning. Um, We'll see who punts against Troy if that becomes a need. But um, Frazier Mazin is back on the field.
1: They're very deep. That's why we both agree. Both quarterbacks, Luke or Jackson, can give Ole Miss 3,000 yards passing, 25 touchdowns, and nine interceptions. You agree with that?
2: You think think both can as well?
1: I think both easily can as well. I think that is – not too much of an ask with the talent each of these guys have around them, they have to do really solid, really good. That's really All solid, right? really good. And if they so
2: what you're saying, what you're saying is, at the quarterback position, Ole Miss needs efficiency and effectiveness.
1: Yes, and Which if they get that, they're going nine better? and three.
2: Which of those two do you feel better about in that department, in the terms of efficiency and effectiveness?
1: That's hard to say only because if we're only going by practice, then Luke Almar has been more consistent in that way. But there are quarterbacks like Bo Wallace, even Chad Kelly to an extent, and maybe Jackson Darts like this, where when she turned the lights on and they're playing, they're gamers. It's
2: different. But look, that, that brings me back to my point I was making earlier in this podcast. You are so good this year from a talent standpoint, you might not need that gambler the guy that's going to fling it and take the chances as much as you need a guy who's going to say, this is my game. I'm going to do what I can do. Let my weapons work. I mean, so I think that's where Lane is torn. I truly do. I think one does that very well. The other one, I don't think he trusts quite as much um, in that regard. You know, so, you know, the, those almost Miss teams of Chad Kelly and Bo Wallace, I mean, let's be honest with you. You had five or six really good guys and then a whole bunch of average guys. That's not the way this team is stacked up. This is a very deep, very talented team. So, do you go the, the Alabama route where you may not have a superstar quarterback, but you got a good game manager?
1: You got Blake Sims.
2: Or, you, or yep, yep, or Jay Barker or anybody like that. Jay Barker's going back back a ways, but do you do you do that or do you put the risk taker on the field? I think that's where the tear is.
1: Well, if you just want to go by Mr. Efficiency, if Harvey Dent was the white knight of Gotham, then Kincaid Dent is the white knight of Oxford, Mississippi, and he assumes the role and takes Ole Miss to a 9-3 and season.
2: Well, I say the boy's got a future in politics, great-looking kid, Mississippi kid, and, you know, somehow or another, he got on the Connerly Trophy watch list. So, there you have it. Rick Cleveland on line one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. The, the voice of Jackson.